Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 14th, 2022. I'm excited about the word of God. I'm excited pretty much every day anyway, but why? Because my calling is calling me. When I get up every morning, I know who I am, and I know that my calling is calling me, and I accept my lot in life. Put 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 that in the chat. Say, my calling is calling me, or in the chat, put, I accept my lot in life. Like, I know what my lot in life is, and I accept it. I, I'm not moved uh, by other things. I, this morning, I share with you as we're getting ready for the word this morning. This morning, I got up and I was, uh, uh, you know, on, on social media, I saw that Pastor Sam uh, Rodriguez was ministering in Korea. Uh, he was at the church of uh, the late uh, uh, Dr. Uh, David Yonggi Cho, which used to be, uh, I think still is, the largest Christian church in the world. And as he was looking at that, uh, as I was looking at him ministering there, and there was like a, a overhead shot of the cathedral. I mean, like it was packed, all of these people. And when I saw that, I, I kind of laughed on the inside. I celebrated Pastor Sammy. But, you know, at the end of the day, there was a time in my life where I would see something like that and I would say, God, why why not me? Like, you know, why, why can't I do that? Why you don't want to use me? Instead of celebrating what God is doing in someone else's life, like it used to bother me because I told you yesterday that sometimes your confidence or your calling irritates the insecurities of others. There was a time in my life where I, where I was insecure. Like I, I like I, I was like, oh, I would question God. Why not this? Why not that? How about me? How about why? Because I didn't accept my lot in life. But when you know who you are and you know what God has called you to do and you know that you only have the grace to be you. And there's a bunch of things God didn't call you. God didn't give me what he gave Pastor Sammy, but guess what? He didn't give Pastor Sammy what he gave me. And so, so, so I am me and, and I'm, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm at peace with myself. I, I love and like myself. I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do. I'm going to run my race with my grace at my pace. Why? Because I accept my lot in life. So I'm talking about success in this series. The title of today's message is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 20. Man, we're at part 20 already. And the title of today's message is simple, Accept Your Lot in Life. I want you as a believer, born-again believer, spirit-filled believer, to accept your lot in life. Because when you do, you have a level of peace and fulfillment and joy that you would never have otherwise. Get ready to receive the word. Like I said yesterday, once you accept your lot in life, it frees you from competitive jealousy. It it just, it frees you to be able to celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. And and you know that, that me esteeming or valuing someone else is not bringing me down in any way because my assignment is not their assignment and their assignment is not my assignment. So we got to learn how to just be happy without a lot in life and how to enjoy it and how to find fulfillment from it. So let's get into it. Uh, Our foundational scriptures, let's get through those. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. Salvation is a gift. It's a gift from God. You can't work for a gift. All you can do is receive of gifts. Uh, So you're not saved by the things that you have done. You have nothing to boast about. Say, I have nothing to boast about. Say, it's all about him. Verse 10 says, 
In Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So I have work to do. Say, I have work to do. I have work to do. You have work to do. But I'm not, I'm not doing the work to be saved. I'm doing the work because I'm saved. I'm doing the work because my calling is calling me. You got it? And so I'm doing it because of the grace of God that's on my life. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, God made him Christ Jesus to become wisdom itself. So now we have access to wisdom from above and the father made us right with him. So I, I am the righteous, say I'm the righteousness of God. So I have access to wisdom. I'm the righteousness of God. And the text says, because of Jesus, God made me pure. God made me holy. God freed me from sin. So it's all about him. It's not about me. I'm in Jesus. I didn't do any of this. But because of Jesus, I have access to wisdom. Because of Jesus, I'm righteous. Because of Jesus, I'm pure. I'm holy. I'm freed from sin. Verse 31 says, therefore, you have nothing to boast about. Your life is all about him. It's not about you. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling so that our life could be about something that's bigger than us. Now, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works. This is why you're going to be delivered from performance-based religion. Warning, if you watch me and you're very religious, you're not going to be very religious for long. You will be delivered from performance-based religion. God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So it's all about him. It's not about us. Third John two says, beloved, I pray that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. It is my desire that you would prosper, have prosperity, that you would have total life prosperity, that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And finally, we've been looking at something in Ecclesiastes chapter five, King Solomon wrote this. King Solomon, the richest man on the planet, the wisest man on the planet, he said this. And let me let me read this slow because this is so good. And then we'll get into it. You ready? Solomon said, even so, I've noticed one thing, at least, that it is good. So there's, there's one thing, at least, that's good in life. What is that, Solomon? It is good for people to eat and drink and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life that God has given them, and to accept their lot in life. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it, to enjoy your work and to accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. And God keeps such people like me so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. Don't even come to me with the past. I mean, like, I don't have time for that. I'm not, I can't move forward looking back. I'm not going to be sitting here nursing and rehearsing what happened. Why? Because I'm too busy enjoying life. I'm too busy moving forward ever backward, never the best is yet to come. I'm too busy walking in my divine assignment. I'm too busy. My calling is calling me. And so, so I don't have time to brood over the past. Even if it was a past success, I'm not even going to lack allow past successes to keep me from future successes. Look, I will appreciate it, but I got to keep going. Every day is a gift from God. I get up and I'm ready to receive. It's my lot in life. So what does this mean for you today? It's Friday, y'all. I like to close out the, re the week strong. I'm going to try to give you 10 quick things. So I know that's a lot, but let me try to get through these. You ready? 10 things for you this morning on this Friday morning. You ready? You ready? All right. Number one, you were born for a reason. More specifically, 
You were created by a divine creator for a reason. So people say, oh, I was born for this. I was born. But let's be specific. You were created. You were designed. You were destined. And then you were deployed into this world by a divine creator at just the right time. And when he deployed you into this planet, he say, I have been deployed by God. When God deployed you into this planet, he deployed you into this planet with what he had in his mind. So it's not your life can't be about you. Your life is all about him because he created you. He designed you and then he deployed you to this planet at just the right time. And so your life has to be all about him. If it is true, and it is, that you will never find success in life until you discover, accept, de develop, and deploy into your purpose, then, and it is true, you got to you gotta live life with, with the full intent of accomplishing what God sent you to this planet to accomplish before you die. Your life can't be about you then. Your life must all be about the one who created you. You're, say, my life is about my creator. I am a creation and I have a creator. And my life is about my creator because God created me. He designed me. And then he, de he deployed me to this planet at just the right time. Say amen to that. Number two, I know some people believe that they can create their own destiny, right? Like they go, oh, I, I make my own destiny. I, I pull myself up by my own bootstraps. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a motivational speaker, by the way. I'm a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not here to tell you that you can do anything. I'm telling you that you can do nothing. <laughs> my, my message is you can do nothing without God. So, so like there's these motivational speakers that say, I say, I can. They do I cantations. No, I, I'm telling you, I can do nothing. And so, so I know that God created me and God. And so my, my life can't be, my destiny cannot be decided by me because my destiny was decided by him before I was born. And so, so we have a God who decided. So your destiny cannot be decided by you because your destiny was decided for you before the world began. Come on now. So if my destiny was created and decided by me, then I could never be a success outside of that. I can only be a success by finding and following and finishing my purpose while I'm in the land of the living. Say amen to that. Number three, true success can only be found when you discover, develop, and deploy into your purpose. So find it, follow it, finish it before you die. Said another way, you can only be a success in this world when you discover what God you know, designed you and sent you to this planet to do, and then you attempt to do it before you die. That's it. That's, that's success. Success for me is, how do you spell success? Brother Pina, P-U-R-P-O-S-E. I spell success purpose. Listen, at the only way for you to be a success in this world is to accomplish the purpose that God sent you to this planet to accomplish. So if you live your life based on selfish pursuits, if you live your life based on selfish desires, and if you make your life about you, you can never be a success in God's eyes. If you are born again and you go to heaven, you're going to get to heaven only to realize that you wasted the one life that God gave you because you refused to accept your lot in life. Number four. Here's a good one, a good point. Running from your calling will not change your assignment. Let me say that again. You can put that in the chat. Running from your calling will not change your calling. Running from your calling will not change your assignment. All you're doing is delaying the inevitable. If you want to live a life that's pleasing in God's sight, then there's going to come a day when you get tired of running. There, there are some people that know what God has called them to do, but they just don't want to do it. There's some people that know what God has called them to do, but they're running away from it. And so when you get tired of running, your calling will be waiting on you. 
Why? Because your calling is calling you. Even when you're out there doing the things that you're not supposed to be doing the whole time, you know your calling is calling you. And, and why? Because you can never disqualify yourself. And, and now some people say, well, what if I do this? You know, I just, no, you can't disqualify yourself from, from something you never qualify for. In Romans 11 and 29, the Bible says God's gifts and his calling are irrevocable. The gifts of God and the calling of God on your life are irrevocable. God will never take them back. So you could run you and you could try to hide, but at the end of the day, when you get tired of running and you get tired of hiding, your calling will be waiting on you. All you're doing is delaying the inevitable. So you might as well just yield to it. Say amen to that. Say, I yield, Father. I surrender. Number five, Jeremiah thought he was too young. This is why you got to be careful not to speak against the, the assignment. Jeremiah thought he was too young, right? Other people thought they were too old. Some people thought they didn't have the education, whatever. But let's just deal with Jeremiah for a minute. Jeremiah thought he was too young to be a prophet. But God promised to put his words in his mouth. And then Jeremiah was like, look, I can't be a prophet. A prophet speaks for you. I don't even know what to say. God was like, I don't need you to know what to say. I just need you to give me a mouth. If you give me a mouth, I'll give you the words. In other words, wherever God is saying, wherever I have established vision, the provision is there. So whatever I've called you to do, the provision is already stored up for you. But all I need you to do, son, all I need you to do, daughter, is accept your lot in life. Say, I accept it. When you accept your lot in life, once he accepted his lot in life, then God reached down and put his words, boom, in his mouth. And so if Jeremiah had said, well, I want to do something else. What if Jeremiah would have said, well, well, God, I know you call me to be a prophet, but I don't want to be a prophet. You know, I've always had a dream of setting up like a, a chariot shop, you know? I, I just want to, I want to fix chariots. That's my thing. I love chariots. I want to pimp them out. I want to fix chariots. Well, <laughs> he could have built this chariot shop and he would have wasted the life that God gave him. Listen, we all have a divine purpose. We all have a divine assignment and we have to go find it. If you go spend your life doing something else, you are frustrating the grace of God. Say this, say, I will not frustrate the grace. There's a grace on your life for your lot in life. There's a grace on you once you accept your lot in life for you to do what it is that God has called you to do. But if you go try to do something else, you are frustrating the grace of God and you will never be a success outside of your purpose. Six, Gideon. Gideon saw himself, I've talked about Gideon many times. Gideon saw himself as the weakest man from the weakest clan and God saw him as a mighty man of valor. So for Gideon to accept his assignment, for Gideon to be the man that God called him to be, he needed to accept his lot in life, right? For him to be successful. Now, once he did, once he accepted his lot in life, then God helped to convert this man from a scared farmer, from a coward into a champion. Why? Because he accepted his lot in life. Look at me. Once you accept your lot in life, you say, well, I don't know. How am I ever going to do that? Stop. It's not about you. It's all about him. If you just accept your lot in life, you will discover that there is grace made available to you to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be. This man was a scared farmer, but once he accepted his lot in life, he became a mighty champion, a mighty warrior, a leader of men. And he led 300 men in a revolution against 135,000 men. It was 300 against 135,000. For those of you that are military, I use army terms. He used a battalion sized element to defeat over 10 divisions. <laughs> I mean, think of it. That is ridiculous. That's a, that, Why? Because he accepted his lot in life. 
And when you accept your lot in life, nothing shall be impossible to you. Say this, say, I accept my lot in life. Say, say the grace of God is on me. Once you accept your lot in life and the grace of God is on you to do what you're called to do, nothing is impossible to you because God's super is on your natural. Number seven, while the apostle Paul, let's talk about Paul now. While the apostle Paul was living as Saul of Tarsus, he was on the opposite side of God's best for his life, right? And so he was sincere about his assignment, but you could be sincere and sincerely wrong. He was wrong. Then God revealed to Saul of Tarsus, hey, dude, you're on the wrong side. I need you to come to this side. And Saul of Tarsus accepted his lot in life so that he could find true success. He went on four missionary journeys. He became a pastor of pastors. He wrote over half the new covenant and, and his life is impacting lives 2,000 years later. He's still impacting lives 2,000 years later. Why? Because he accepted his lot in life. See, once you accept your lot in life, you will leave a legacy of righteousness that will outlive you. Say that. Say, my legacy will outlive me. It will out outlive me. Why? Because I accept my lot in life. Number eight, God approached a young girl. Her name was Mary. God uh, approached this young girl and says to her, listen, you are, I know that you're married. I mean, you're, uh, you're engaged to be married. And I know that you're a virgin, but listen, you have been selected. This is completely the grace of God. God selected Paul. Paul did nothing to earn, nothing to earn it or deserve it. God selected Gideon. Gideon did nothing to earn it or deserve it. God selected Jeremiah. God, Jeremiah did nothing to earn it or deserve it. God selected Mary. Well, I mean, what could you do as a, as a young girl to earn the assignment to be the mother of Jesus? Nothing. I mean, like, I'm, that has to be an act of God's grace. So God selected. Listen, God will. God has selected you. Say, I am chosen. Say, I am selected. God selected these people and God selected you. So God selected Mary by an act of grace to be the mother of Jesus. And she accepted her lot in life. Now, like Mary, for you to walk out your lot in life, you're going to need to understand grace and faith. Let me talk about both real quick. So on the grace side, Mary did nothing to earn it or deserve it. She had to just say, okay, fine. I accept it because I mean, like, I can't, I mean, what could I ever do to be worthy to be the mother of our Lord, right? Nothing. And she just had to accept it. So she accepted the grace of God. And then on the faith side, she had to believe in a human impossibility. So on the faith side, you have to believe. She had to believe that she was going to get pregnant without ever having sex. And so that is a human impossibility. But my point is that when you accept your lot in life, then, then your lot, whatever that is, no matter how humanly impossible it seems, the impossible will become possible to you when you accept your lot in life. Number nine, God delivered the nation of Israel from Egypt. And he told this nation, hey, I've given you this land. This is the land that I promised your forefathers to give you. And so I'm giving it to you. This is your lot in life. And, and, and the 10 spies put a no where God had put a yes. And the, the millions of people believed the 10 spies instead of the two, Joshua and Caleb. Millions of people. Let, let me say this. I've been from points one through eight were all positive. These last two points, let me, let me give you the opposite side of the danger of missing out in your lot in life. Millions of people. God was giving the land of Canaan to millions of people. And these people did not accept their lot in life. And millions of people died in the wilderness. Why? because they refused to accept their lot in life. So then God had to do it with someone else. One of the things that I refuse to do is miss out on God's best. 
I remember when I got to, to the church that I am right now, VCMI, when I got to the church, uh, my spiritual father, Pastor Tony Brazelton, um, the Lord had him to do some things that were putting almost like putting me through some tests. And it was very difficult. Uh, but the Lord told us to go there. And then the Lord told me to accept them, him and his wife as our spiritual covering. And so we did. And so while we were going through this, this testing phase, I knew that I was not going anywhere because I, I only do whatever God tells me to do. So no matter how difficult it is, I was there to, for the long haul. And when it was over, when the testing phase was, was over and he was able to share with me what the Lord was doing, he said something to me I will never forget. He said, son, thank you for passing the test. He said, there have been other people that God has sent that didn't pass the test. And I've seen people come and I've seen people go. And I didn't want you to go and I'm glad you're still here. But just know that if you had got frustrated and left, God would have sent somebody else. And when, when he said that, I was like, man, I teared up. I gave God praise. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to let somebody else take my blessing. These people, millions of people died in the wilderness and their children got the blessing that they were supposed to enjoy. Now their children got it, the Joshua generation, but they missed out on it. Why? Because they refused to accept their lot in life. Number 10, last one for today, the rich young ruler is the only man in the Bible where Jesus said, follow me to, and he refused to follow. He, he, he rejected his lot in life. Jesus made an offer to this man to be a disciple. He was good with money, right? He was supposed to be Judas's replacement, but he refused. He walked away sad because money had him. He rejected his lot in life. Don't let that be you. Don't let anything like money or the pursuit of, of riches or the deceitfulness of riches or the lust for other things or the pride of life, don't let anything keep you from your lot in life. I'm convinced that had this man given up everything that God told him to give up to follow him, man, God was going to bless him richly. In the same passage in Mark chapter 10, later in that same conversation, Jesus said, man, I'm not, God, our father's not going to be in debt to you. Anything you give up, any man that gives a mother or father, or sister, brothers or land, or anything that you give up for the gospel, for my sake, you're going to receive a hundredfold now in this world and with that eternal life. So accept your lot in life, no matter how painful it is, no matter what you have to give up, whatever you give up will be a seed and God will see to it that you reap a harvest on every seed sown. Say, I accept my lot in life. Oh, glory. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. I'm telling you, this is good. This is good. All right, let's close it out. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I will no longer fight against your divine assignment. I accept and submit to your plans and purposes. I die to self. I pick up my cross. I follow you. I humble myself before you. And I humbly accept what I was born to do. As I do, I walk in your grace and I experience your success. I purposefully align myself with what you have assigned me to do and then you can bless the work of my hands because at that point, my work is your work. My work is all about you. So here I am, Father. Everything that I am, 
everything that I'm not, <laughs> I put it all in your hands. You know my faults, flaws, and failures, and you chose me anyway. I accept my lot in life. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. I said a lot today. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. Listen, over the weekend, if you want to watch this again, watch it. Get it down in your spirit. Accept your lot in life. You will never be a success doing anything else. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. First of all, if you don't get my notes and you want my notes, you get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing weekend. Accept your lot in life. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit, I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.